Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Now Peter, Piper, pick peppers, but run rock, run, Humpty, Dumpty, fell, down, that's his heart, time, Jackie, nimble, what, nimble, and he was quick, but jam, mass mud, faster, jacks, or Jay's dick. Man, a little boy, be cold, lost her sheep, and Rip Van Winkle fell a hell asleep. And out of chillin' summer in Wonderland, Jack serving Jill bucket in his hand. His damn mass is safe, making that ass sound, the turntables might wobble, but they don't fall down. and salutations ladies and gentlemen welcome back to pod is war pod is war is brought to you by the good folks at chair shot radio network in conjunction with thechairshot.com always use your head and use your heads you shall we implore of you mother's day is this coming sunday and what better way to say hey Thanks for pushing my big head ass out and ruining your vagina. Then go into ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick it up an official chair shot t-shirt for the woman in your life. All the women in your life, your mama, your wife, 
the ones you came out of and the ones you come in. Show them love by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. We've got something for everybody. We've got save tag team wrestling, hashtag journalism, Jesus did the job, King Bear Corbin sucks, something for everybody. Let them know you care. Let them know you care. Again, that's prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, and as always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner, Mr. P.C. Tunney. Gentlemen, how goes it? I don't even know how to follow that up after the ones you come out <laughs> of and the ones you come in. Sheesh, I, th- I thought I had something like kind of clever with like the whole husband stitch comment from your first part, but then you just took off and I got nothing. So, yeah, shit. Uh, Tunney, you got, you got anything to kind of follow that with? Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You want me to do it again? Do what? (laughs) Just kidding, just kidding. I actually, I I have an announcement today, gentlemen, if you'll indulge me just for a few, a brief (gasps) second. Ladies and gentlemen, mostly gentlemen, obviously, I would like to give a public and formal apology to white people. I've been giving you guys a lot of shit the past couple of weeks about, you know, you've been out protesting because you couldn't go to Panera Panera Bread and Supercuts and this and that. And frankly, they opened up the malls in Atlanta at the end of last week and... There was a line around the block to get the new Air Jordans, and I, I don't think I really have to spell out to you, gentlemen, uh, what was the massive demographic in that particular line. I, I'm not saying; I'm just saying it just goes to show that uh, there is no race, creed, color, ethnicity, or sexual orientation that has the market cornered on stupid. You know, I wasn't expecting that as your breaking news announcement, really. Like, I thought you might be like, maybe Amber was pregnant, like, to go off with the Mother's Day thing, or maybe just something snarky and funny. But damn, that was, that was an odd apology and burial all at the same time. Just, I love that, how there's, there's just no creed or race or whatever that has the, the market cornered on stupid. That was, that was good. But, I mean, you think the shoes are worth it, though? I mean, they're Jordans. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, so you just gonna be world, you gonna be sitting in your crib coughing and shit, rocking your Jordans, uh, modeling your Jordans. The whole world has like the whole five weeks of being enraptured by the Jordan documentary, which I think is the most genius thing ESPN did by actually slow rolling it instead of giving it to us all at once to binge. Because people are talking about it from Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday until the next ones come out, and then rinse and repeat until it's done and it's reliving the glory days of you know jordan the bulls and 90s basketball so i don't think i need to tell you where tunny that since i think you kind of got that market cornered when it comes to the chair shot stuff but it's it's jordan and doesn't this go to prove between your experience and the actual experience we have with the documentary jordan just just works 20 years after retirement or not like people will come out people will come out in droves to absorb the shoes or the information. Yeah, man, Mike is still Mike. Go ahead, Tony. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only two other people ever in the planet who are on his level as far as a sports icon goes, and that's Babe Ruth and Muhammad Ali. 
and Jordan surpassed both of them. Yeah. You wouldn't throw Tiger Woods in that conversation? I was going to say Gretzky might go in that conversation. Not even close. Just because he has no. that same kind we're having of a different. Cachet. If you think Gretzky know, is I, even I, I close to what we're talking about, then we're having a different too. conversation. I, I get you mean there's the global celebrity aspect. But yeah, I mean, he was pretty big he's... for a while. Granted, Jordan was bigger than God in the 90s, and we all remember the 90s very, very clearly because we're in that age demographic. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Gretzky is the Jordan of hockey in regards whole, to, you know, talent and accomplishments. Yeah. But without bringing the show to a screeching halt, I wholeheartedly disagree with your thought process, Andrew. Yeah, because, I mean, as far as cultural relevance, it, yeah, it's not even close. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we go to Canada, they might speak a different language. That's fair, but go to India. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Go I to mean, Indonesia. Did, didn't India have like 1.3 million people cheering for Jinder Mahal right alongside of Greg? So that's a whole different demographic, too. Oh, so, I mean, we were, we were told that storyline for a while, so... I don't. I, th- I think we just need to get like you know cultural thoughts from around the world. Who is their Michael Jordan, and then we can have a nice consensus that way. There Your Michael Jordan, is Michael, Jordan. Jordan is Michael Jordan. No, yes. Is. No, really? No. Ah, the boy, are sure, sir. Are you sure they have basketball? <laughs> really? They might not have basketball, but they have Michael Jordan. We can guarantee there we you go. that. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. I have a touch screen. If I do this, am I pulling on your beard? No, no, no. no. This isn't Miracle on 34th Street. We're good. <laughs> it's funny. Please do. It's old Tank Abbott looking ass. Hey, it works right now. It, it, it's it's COVID quarantine time. If, 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 you can, if you can rock the white guy, Tank Abbott, you know, Rick Rubin look, go for it. Ain't nobody to impress. Ain't nobody coming over. I, I was said, about to say, you try, get arrested. Try sticking, shit. <laughs> hey, try sticking that hairy face between a set of legs and see how far that gets you. It gets you up to about the knee. There's all sorts of. <laughs> there's depends. All so- Something it tickles, so you never know. There's all sorts of COVID in there. <laughs> and the antidote's probably in the back too, man. There we <laughs> go. It's the best of both worlds, right there. He got one of them Japanese deaf hornets in there and shit. Just yeah, there's all type of stuff in there, man. E. coli. None of those uh, Australian wildfires, though. None of that. <laughs> there's a wild yeah, the, on the right side of my face in the lower right quadrant. There's a wildfire in my beard. Yeah. Hurricane <laughs> over here. Some Corona. Some murder hornets. It's good. It's like, ooh, boy, my sciatica nerve is acting up. And he just reaches in his beard. Here, rub some of this salve on there, man. It'll be good by the morning. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> Let me go into my bag of holding right there. <laughs> what you need? Toothache? Hold on. Shut up. <laughs> oh, you broke a bone? Hold on. I got some Robitussin. We'll go back to the old Chris Rock joke for that one. <laughs> got to put Tussin on it. Tussin fixes everything. <sighs> Alrighty, so uh, topic one. Unless we got more Robitussin jokes, I'm uh, sure we come up with some. Chris Rock ain't as over as I thought it would be. Sheesh. No, nah, it was funny. <laughs> I, I, I chuckled inside, you know. 
One would say it's on the money. <sighs> no bad transition. All right, whatever. I'll just play this. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's gonna pay. Cause the million dollar man always gets his way. <laughs> All right, folks, it's time finally for something to actually talk about in wrestling that's happening that actually matters. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Andrew. Wow. Wow. All right. Chris, fine. Continue. Go, Chris, go, go. Chris, Chris, would you disagree with me? I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. And even if I disagreed with you, I can't uh, agree with the guy that looks like the basis from American History X. Like, I, that's not going to happen this week, sir. <laughs> that That's good foreshadowing. Cause we're gonna, we could talk about American History next, a little later in the show. Because I, I do love that tag team name that I came up with. That's, I still like that. But, yeah, that, that's but, for Wednesday Night War stuff. No, but Tony's correct, man. I mean, you know, Money in the Bank is the fifth major, the unofficial fifth major pay-per-view of the year, and somebody's going to get a, theoretically going to get a push out of winning the diehard Money in the Bank or Money in the Bank diehard version, whichever one y'all prefer. You would assume so, unless they just go the same way as most Money in the Bank winners, where they win it and then they lose for like a couple months until they try to cash it in, and then something happens one way or the other. So it's it's right. a weird prize because WWE does not have exactly the best reputation in making the Money in the Bank winner look strong up until a possible challenge. It's usually eat losses left and right because you have the, the title in a box so you can just cash it in whenever you want. CM Punk, Edge, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. I, I, I'm pretty sure they would Rollins ate so. a few losses. To, Rollins lost the same night he cashed in. Yeah, but he, he was also the lead heel on the show going in, even going into that mania. And he lost a few times. I mean, like, Brand, okay, look at, Brand, look at Corbin. Corbin. I don't think Ziggler had a very great run. All, all His cash-in was good, but I don't think his win-loss record was great. Hager was kind of a joke. And that that's just off the top of my head. And you know I don't follow WWE as closely as most people do. But... You, there's always exceptions to rules, so you can name a handful, but more often than not, they tend to just kind of pile on the losses on the briefcase guy and just apologize it away with, oh, well, at any time, he could just cash it in, so he doesn't really need to look strong because he's, he's always lying in wait. It elevated Edge. It elevated Punk. It elevated Rollins. Daniel Bryan have it for a second too. It elevated him. It elevated Bailey back to relevance when she won it on the same night. Did it elevate her, or were people just happy that she beat Charlotte? Look at her now. She's one of the top heels in the in the company. Perhaps that doesn't happen without the whole money in the bank thing. Thing. She ain't True. one of the top heels in the company right now. That I Sasha mean, Bailey slow burn. That's not one of the the best storylines they have going. Sasha's had some. Cons- Sasha's got some guns, man. 
She does. Sun's Did out, guns see, out. Yes, sir. See her last on uh, last week on television, man. Oh wow! I was like, dude, I need and, to fucking start doing some curls. And conceptually, you're right with the Bailey thing, but before they took fans away because of COVID, which I'm not saying they did it, but you know what I'm getting at. It's not like she was the most over. Her heel turn wasn't exactly turning heads or putting butts in the seats. She just kind of was there, and she was kind of the new heel that was leading the SmackDown women's division. You're right that she's a top heel, but it's it was also a really weak division. It's still not exactly a strong division when you've got Tamina and Lacey Evans as two of the main contenders that keep popping up, and Sasha's in that will-she-won't-she she kind of slow burn as you said but eh, I, I don't think Bailey is your strongest argument well shit man they're they're there that's you know I you know I don't, don't want to get too far far down that rabbit hole because I do want to uh, discuss money in the bank a little bit because I'm 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 intrigued to see how they're gonna pull off this money in the bank diehard style and you know there's been reports that both the men's and the women's are gonna take place simultaneously which shenanigans may ensue so that's going to be interesting, or at least I think. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm intrigued for the very least. And, you know, when's the last yeah. time we could say that about wrestling? That exactly what you just said, where I don't know if it's going to be good, but it should be interesting to see how they pull it off, where if maybe Nia, Nia Jax or somebody like that knocks somebody over for the men's that maybe she doesn't like, or weird alliances show up and then they start helping each other out, or... It would be hilarious if they do some Looney Tunes shit where somebody pulls out like some orange cones and tries to cone off like a flight of stairs to be like, sorry, they're slippery or they're repainted. And then they have to wait for an elevator or some shit like that. Like, I, I think there's some definitely like Scooby-Doo, Three Stooges kind of comedy shit they could do to liven it up. But I'm, yeah, I'm not a thousand percent sold it's going to be good, but it's going to be something. Tony, go ahead, man. You had your mouth open before uh, Megadeth started uh, cutting you off, so please. It's Metallica, by the way, over there. Big difference. <laughs> no, I know the shirt Tony says Metallica. Right. I I like Metallica. Love them both. I'm not Love the both. biggest Megadeth fan, but, you know, it was a joke. I wasn't I'm, tri- I'm, I'm a bigger a Megadeth fan, so that's still good. I mean, so let, let, let's put it this way. The boys dropped off uh, Dave Mustaine. <laughs> They actually they kicked him out of the band the morning they went to the airport when they were going to New York. They're like, "Yeah, we can't take you with us." Too bad they still had to use his songs and his riffs for the first three albums. And then one and then one happened, and then Unjustice for All happened, and they forgot the bass. And then the Black Album happened, and then they fell off. That's nice. Yeah, it it wasn't a knock on the band; it was a knock on the look. That's all. Y'all are literally just burying the joke right now. Like no, and Andrew's kind of just choosing sides and telling me that he's more of a Megadeth fan than a Metallica fan. Yeah, yeah. correct. That is exactly what I'm doing. Yes, that's that's fine. And history will know will not remember your kind. I mean, Megadeth's put out better albums in the last 20 years than Metallica, so who knows? Art is subjective. Let's move on. Let's let's move back. Let's move back. You must really like that trash can snare that St. Anger brought. I could see that. You go in your garage all the time and pretend you're Lars, don't you? <laughs> you can shit on all... You can shit a trash can, baby. Oh, yeah. You can shit all over a lot of the stuff they've done, but I, I don't want to have this conversation. I just don't. <laughs> I just That's don't. Funny. I don't want to... I, I want to be friends with you, Andrew. 
I don't know why, but okay. <laughs> How much? I think you brought up a good point talking about the money in the bank thing, and that's the big thing to talk about because it's something different that we've never seen from there. And usually it's the anticipation of going up the ladder. Now it's the anticipation of going up the building. Is there any wrestling? Is it all the hokey stuff? Is it all the Scooby-Doo stuff? I mean, yes, definitely you want to have some kind of comedy in there. But what else do you want to see? Do you want it to be serious all the time? Do you want it to be more of like a suspense kind of thing? A, a suspense thriller? I mean, they did the Undertaker AJ Styles thing. you got to think this is going to be closer to that than anything else. Somebody's going off that roof, gentlemen. It's Vince. Okay, yeah. now the, here's the better the question. Vince. Are we going to have monster trucks on the roof and we can have a monster truck sumo match again? Because oh, fucking A. God. That would be yeah, the yeah, ultimate yeah, way to finish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be Got a it. hell of a way to just punctuate money in the building, finishing it off with a monster truck sumo match. They've been teasing that roof spot so much, though. If they don't, if somebody doesn't get thrown off the roof, it's going to be a huge disappointment. That's true. I mean, that sounds like some Corbin shit, don't it? That he'll throw somebody off because that's definitely in his wheelhouse. But who knows? Maybe maybe it would be more cathartic if he's the one that got thrown off. I mean, it might be cathartic for some people, but that's more reason not to do it. It might make more sense just to throw AJ off. Just because we don't know why he could survive being buried. Maybe he's superhuman. Maybe he's immortal. Maybe he's undead. So maybe they're going to throw him off it, and then we're just going to see him slowly pick himself up off the concrete and then run back up the building like fucking Superman. That That's AJ Styles now. AJ Styles is now fucking Superman. And then he just got Asuka randomly dancing on things because apparently they decided to double down on making her character just psychotic and just dancing to everybody's music and not I taking like anything. Oh, I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong. It's adorable. But I just love how she's just like, oh, I like this new person's music. I'll just dance for the first 12 seconds. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, Vince is in fuck it mode, so get away with what you can get away with. (laughs) Apparently Asuka is too. She just dances on everything, to everything. It's fantastic. She might not even remember there's a match. She might be dancing in the elevator or something like that. Or, uh, what, what, Dancing on the Ceiling? Isn't that a Lionel Richie song? Yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. go! <laughs> yeah. Alright, you mentioned yeah. you, you mentioned AJ and Asuka. Who, who do you guys see winning here, and, and why? Each, each side. I'll here, let me go, let me give you the odds. AJ's, AJ's 4 to 5, okay. Aleister Black's 7 to 4, Daniel Bryan's 9 to 2, Corbin's 6 to 1, Mysterio's 10 to 1, Otis is 14 to 1. Check out his video um, on his Twitter of putting away his groceries in his kitchen. It's fucking hilarious. He's like, oh, peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Ducky. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Otis. From, Otis is from Wisconsin. Of course he is. That makes so much fucking yeah. sense. Oh, fuck Jesus off. Christ. Fuck off. Who's winning <laughs> money in the bank? <laughs> See, all them times I said hi to Mandy on Twitter, it's paid off for somebody, you know. From Wisconsin? It just rubbed off on the wrong guy? Not you. Or she rubbed off on the wrong guy, but maybe I... Never mind. Uh, I think this is set up for... 
I want to say, you know, this is set up perfectly for Alistair Black, but I mean, you know, it's not like the Blacks have had great luck in uh, Money in the Bank matches in the past. Uh, yeah, nothing really, nothing really at all. I got really come on, man. Y'all know that's funny. Y'all know that's funny. Come on, man. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's who's going to get thrown <laughs> off the building, by the way. Apollo go get his limping and crying ass up there to the roof, and then they're going to throw him off like Jazz on the Fresh Prince. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> but the point is they're just going to cut to a scene of Jazz getting thrown at the house like Jazz. <laughs> and then they'll come back to Apollo. <laughs> and then it'll just what be what on his face parents just don't understand <laughs> it's like what the fuck that's not right hair and a dashiki what the hell is going on here what are y'all what are y'all doing <laughs> did they have a courtesy of NBC Universal at the bottom? Apollo. oh that'd be awesome what what if they what if they turned apollo cruz with the dashiki into a fuck what was the the buddy's name from uh don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood who was all about you know empowering oh, black people but yeah. then went after white women what if what if that was his whole thing what if that was apollo <laughs> cruz's new gimmick <laughs> well it's not too far from real life i think his uh i think he's got a baby by a, a, a caucasian lady i just can't see him pulling off the dashiki but you never yeah. know Hell, some type of character shit there's an upside to him, man. He's got personality. He's got a million-dollar smile, which just lets me know he does have charisma. It seemed like he was getting a little bit of a push. I'm a little butthurt he's not in this match. And then the way they took him out the match, he's sitting in the back crying. Like, that's not how you get people over. This is wrestling. There's no crying in wrestling. You get to cry when you win the belt. And you get to cry when, uh, you know, your best friend... <laughs> you, or, or when you retire, or when your best friend uh, falls to his death in front of a live audience because of some dumbass stunt, and then they cut to you to have to cut a promo immediately afterwards. You can cry then, too. Those are the three times. And Jared sucked it up pretty good. Let's let's be fair on that one. Come on, man. That was no, no, a no, shoot. Just, you know what I'm getting at. Like, he, he, he held it together better than most people would. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, that, that's what I meant, where you could tell he was affected, but he was sucking it back to get through the promo better than most people would, yeah, given the situation. Yeah. He was a pro, fair enough. But, um, yeah, I think Alistair Black is going to win this, man. They they obviously have big plans for him. I don't know who else it would be. I mean, we did the King Corbin thing. That didn't really work out too well. I don't think they're going to give it to Ray. I mean... I mean, who else is a legitimate contender? Maybe Otis or something like that, because you know how they like to try to swerve us every now and again. But yeah, I, I think this sets up well for Alistair. I think Daniel would probably be a good story for Drew because it would be somebody that everybody respects. Face versus face, he wouldn't try to cash in behind his back. He'd try to actually set up something in the, the proper face kind of way where I want a real match against you kind of thing. And if Drew can beat Daniel Bryan, that would be a good feather in his cap for the title run. I don't really see them pushing it's black because Alistair's just, he's beating a lot of nobodies. And the only person that he started to kind of gain a little bit of momentum over, then they released him. So it's, it's, 
recently. So it's just one of those, I don't know where Alistair really is in the food chain, so to speak. So I feel like this could be, he'll look good and fall short. And I think Daniel Bryan being Drew McIntyre's next opponent and doing one of those baby face on baby face kind of angles might be fine. And it also gives plenty of room for Seth Rollins to try to weasel his way back into something, just piss them both off. And then we could have tag matches of Brian and McIntyre versus Buddy Murphy and Seth. And, you, you know, to cause the tension that way. Have Seth be the, the catalyst instead of the focal point. And that that's kind of where I'd probably rather see it go. And, and see, I, I, you know, I think that uh, McIntyre is going to be tied up with white Jesus for the entire summer. So, God, you know, I, I don't not. see Daniel Bryan making a making a switch over to Raw. Tony, do you want to give your pick here, or are you going to wait for DWI? I would say it's not going to be easy to make a pick here um, for this one. But, yeah, you're just going to have to wait for mine. That's fair. Cock tease. What else <laughs> you got? Uh, what about the... Uh, what about the women's odds? Oh, that's got to be Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler, 2-3. to three, Nia Jax, 3-1. to one, Lacey Evans, 4-1. to one, Asuka, 6-1. to one, Dana Brooks, 7-1. to one, Carmella, 10-1. to one. These are things yeah, you can, going, you can bet going, on this. I'm going Shayna. Really? I'm, I'm going Nia because yeah. Nia's got that story built in with Becky because, you know, she bloodied her up. She legitimately knocked her out, so to speak, and... You know, they never really squashed that because of injuries and different brands and all that other stuff. So Nia's the, I guess, the last legitimate threat to Becky that hasn't already been beaten at least once. And I I guess I could see that. And the fact that she's just coming back, you kind of want to give her that that push early to see where that goes. Uh, I don't love it because she's still sloppier in the ring than I prefer. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I just, it's the ring work I don't like about Nia. I have nothing against her look. I have nothing against anything like that. You know, we've been over this. Oh, Big Fine course. doesn't have anything against oh, me in the Big aesthetics. Fine. That's what you called her, goddamn. I'm Say just... it with some soul, man. What the hell? Big Fine. Big Oh, no, you tried too baby. hard, man. Say it. <laughs> just say it from the diaphragm, goddamn. You ain't got to try to act All like. I got to say it from white. the balls, from the balls, yeah, yeah, like major league, like oh, oh, the balls. Okay, so big fine. Anyway, so aesthetically, big fine ain't got nothing against me. I'm good with that. It's just her ring work is still a little spotty, a little sloppy at times. But she's just coming back. She hasn't really had the visible loss against Becky. I don't really see why you wouldn't give it to her. You make a solid point, man. And I can certainly see Nia winning it. I, I just think that they're still, um, I don't think they're done with that whole Becky Shayna thing. And to have Shayna stalking Becky like a uh, deer hunter or some shit like that. I, I think that could be interesting television. Could be. Any any thoughts, Tony? Or again, saving for DWI? Uh, oh man, I got so many thoughts. I do, I do. I have I have a lot of thoughts that you're gonna hear all of them on DWI. Are you Jeez. wearing pants, Tony? No. That just adds to the cocktease right there. He's teasing no. himself. And- I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you're showing an inordinate amount of leg for three dudes on a podcast right now, sir. I'm just saying. I have gray nice socks Nice calves on. and everything. But, uh, I have gray you know, socks nice, on. Nice calves. Yeah. You know, nice clean, calves, so. yeah. 
They're Adidas. There's, there's some definition of the Cavs. Yeah, that's not too Adidas. bad. Adidas. All day I dream about sex. Adidas. That's great. Yeah, it's like that corn this is just my knee. It's my knee. This is my knee. Not my I like knee. The, my I knee. like that corn song too, Tony. Good job. What? No, what? What? I said I like that corn song too, Adidas. So thank you. That's a rap song too. I can't remember who. Run it, it might be Adidas. No, but, man. All day I dream about sex. It might have been Killer Mike. I can't remember, but that was a that was a rap song that came out in the arts as well. I think the arts didn't. One of the NSYNC members also have a song called that at some point. Who when he gives a shit about NSYNC? Oh. Jesus Christ! Aren't you we trying cool to appeal to, to a female demographic? Aren't we trying to appeal to multiple demographics here, you motherfucker? You want to just bury the lead? You want to bury the that what it got on? We can't offend everybody all the time. There's, I'm pretty sure there's no 15-year-old girls listening to this in, in 1999. So nobody gives a shit about NSYNC. They're not cool. They're no, not no, no. hip. They're not but talented. Are 35-year-old girls listening to that in 2020 that would still buy an NSYNC ticket if they came back together? The fuck they won't. They got husbands and wives and kids and shit. They're not spending their money on no damn NSYNC concert. Backstreet fucking Listen, uh, you can't tell me that NSYNC wouldn't have the same success as the Backstreet motherfucking boys in listen, 2020. I might be crazy, but it ain't no lie. Any last to- any oh, last oh. thoughts before we move on from this topic and say <laughs> bye, bye, bye? <laughs> well, it is May, so I guess that kind of works itself in, too. <laughs> Jesus. I, I got nothing, man. <laughs> Even if I'd had something, I'm not following that. No, I'm not selling my. How my, can you? How can no. you? How can you? How can you? Andrew, how did you enjoy the much-anticipated NXT this evening? Uh, I do believe the main event was one Adam Cole, baby, against none other than... Ow! The Velveteen Dream. It wasn't bad. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. I had to clear my throat. That's why I gave the quick answer. But NXT, I thought, was a stronger episode than AEW, except for the main event. And that's that's not taking anything away from Dream and Cole, because that was really good. But AEW's main event with the Falls Count Anywhere tornado tag of Lasix Gods versus uh, Hardy and Omega, that was just dumb fun. And then Hardy going through different versions of himself from version one to Damascus to God knows, and coming out of a fucking ice chest or whatever and running people over with a cart. That was good fun. The dream, the dream Cole match was awesome. It went perfectly where you saw Dexter Loomis come in to solidify the American history next kind of camaraderie that they have, but you know, flung one of them, Bobby Fisher, Roddy into the referee accidentally, which gave the ref bumps so the visible pin went to dream but the ref was bumped so then cole retained i thought nxt was stronger because 
AEW started off with that awful fucking Joey Janela match, which I don't understand why Joey Janela is in a fucking ring because he's a goddamn embarrassment. As much as I dislike Nia Jax, Joey Janela is so much worse. Joey Janela makes Nia Jax look like Ricky Steamboat. Like, what the actual fuck? <laughs> like, I hate everything Joey Janela does, and he has the balls to talk shit about Cornette or someone else. It's fucking irritating. <laughs> Can, can I jump in here on on AEW a little bit? Because I can tell you want to talk to go. <laughs> I I I'm starting to really enjoy AEW. Okay, and I think that's a really good thing. But I'm glad you brought up the Joey Janela thing. Why? What? Who sees what in him? No offense to him. I'm, I'm sure he can make a living somewhere. But why? Why are some of these guys in this company? I don't really understand it. It's like. I'm thinking they don't want Heath Slater, but they have Joey Janela opening up against Cody Rhodes. And Joey Janela is legitimately making Cody Rhodes look bad while Cody Rhodes tries his damnedest to make them both look good. And that's a hard fucking thing to do. Okay? Sorry. That's the one negative thing I wanted to jump on. uh, No, you're you're completely right. And Chris, if you got any takeaways, you can go because we're on the fuck Joey Janela bandwagon at the moment. So you want to join in? I, I don't really have strong feelings about uh, Joey. Uh, Jesus Christ. I was about to call him. The cornet was about to kick in. Jelly Janella. Jelly Janella. Yeah. But I don't have strong thoughts about him one way or the other. It, it, it was what it was. Um, I will say that AEW overall has figured out this quarantine thing a lot better than everybody else. And I mean, granted, it's because they've got. They've got the face section and the heel section, which, it, you know, on its surface is probably irresponsible. And I'm surprised they haven't received the same amount of backlash that the E has. But um, it, 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 it creates atmosphere, man. And, it, and it's cool. And Billy Gunn's kid, man. <laughs> I just love watching him in the crowd. Just he, he's just so happy. I just want to rub him on the top of his head or something, man, or you know, pinch his belly like the Pillsbury Doughboy, man. He just brings me joy just looking at him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you, man. I'm gonna go back and rewatch what I missed from the main event because I, I wasn't gonna turn off a dream because you know it's dream. But yeah, I enjoyed what I saw, man. I I, I saw them stuff Matt Cur- uh, Matt Hardy into the cooler. I saw him get hit in the head with a bag of ice. I thought that. That was hilarious. So I'm going to go back and watch that. I did miss uh, Jericho on commentary because after, what, three or four weeks, he became the best color guy in the business as far as I'm concerned. I mean, can can he, can this Mellow Farmer do anything wrong? Like, everything he does and touches is just gold at this point. You know what I mean? He's reached God level. He reminds me of Bruce Leroy in The Last Dragon when he finally figured <laughs> out he was the master and started glowing. And everything he did was just yeah that that's that's where that's the that's what level Jericho's operating on Jericho's right now. Gonna get the whole inner circle just to go show up. <laughs> 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 but uh, but but NXT has been strong the past couple of weeks, and I thought this show was strong as well. I, I like the main event. I think they're trying to hold off on Dream winning the belt until maybe possibly they could get an audience there to react and, you know, create a moment around it. I, I don't know. But, I mean, it was pro wrestling one-on-one, and it, it worked well, and clearly they didn't want to put the belt on him on USA, or, you know, just a, a normal show. So, you know, it, it, Wednesday nights was were, were all right, man. But, yeah, I, I give the edge to AEW throughout all of this, even with uh, Joey Nutella and... Uh, wow. Who's the little little boy, little screech from Saved by the Bell, Marco Stunt? Yeah, I can't stand that. 
who else do I not like on there? Um, that's about it, man. Everybody else is all right. you know I, I'm not a Rio guy, but she ain't been there, so I let can't me talk ask shit about both it. of y'all since I know some people are gonna bitch about it, even though it's very Japanese. So I don't care. So like when Brody Lee comes out after that mediocre ass fucking Moxley match with Kazarian, which that's you like that Kaz- match. I love I love Frankie Kazarian. Don't get me wrong, but the match was kind of just there to me. But when when Brody Lee basically declares himself the next person in line and he just stakes his claim. I saw there some buzz where people were just like, what gives him the right? Oh, what? He beats Marco Stunt in a jobber and now he thinks he's number one contender? This is very normal for Japanese and English wrestling a bit too, where somebody just comes out and says, fuck you, I want a piece of you, you know, fight me. And then the challenge, and then the champion accepts the challenge. Does this bother you because it's it's not a Western way of thinking? Didn't white Jesus literally just do the same thing? I mean, granted, Brody Lee's not the Messiah or no shit like that, but still, it's the same shit. Well, people, people caused a bit of a stink when Roman did it against Goldberg, where he said, I'm next, too. And I'm seeing that same kind of pop-up here or there about, why does he get this shot and not so-and-so? So I just want to know if either one of you were bothered by the... I'm just going to call it the more Japanese way of declaring a challenger for the champion. Let's put it this way. Their number one contender can't challenge for the title. So it's not very hard for me to suspend disbelief for anybody to be able to challenge for that, especially someone as powerful as Brody Lee. I mean, the guy brings legitimacy to their heavyweight division 100%. I mean, look at when Billy Gunn came out for that battle royal and we were like, holy fuck, how tiny is this company? Yeah. That's a fucking awesome point, Tony. Chris, anything? No, nah, I said what I said, man. White Jesus literally did the same thing, but okay. So yeah, I don't have a problem with that. It's it's wrestling, man. I, you know, it's certain things, man, that you can suspend disbelief on. Like everything. Sometimes you know it, it gets a little wacky, but we can't nitpick every goddamn thing, people. Like, come on, man. It's wrestling. Well, it's Shit. also quarantine, so people might get a little more nitpicky because ain't literally ain't got nothing better to do. But well, they ain't watching this shit. The, the Clearly, one, the numbers the one have thing showed. Anybody watching this shit? True, true. That that yeah, them combined draw less than Raw and Raw's at its like worst that it's ever been. So that's hey. fucking telling you something. But the one thing I noticed with NXT that tell me if I'm overanalyzing this, the Io Shirai Charlotte match. I thought that was building to actually be something great, and we've been over this multiple times. Y'all both know I'm not a huge Charlotte fan. But when Charlotte has to pull out the kendo stick to hit EO and to get the disqualification, the last one I can remember Charlotte taking a shortcut on was Ronda Rousey. So to me, in my head, this puts EO over more than anything else because it puts EO at Ronda level where Charlotte is fucking scared that she can't beat her one-on-one. So you got Rhea kind of coming in for the save and then saying some dumb shit like you couldn't get the job done when EO technically has a win in the books against Charlotte and Rhea has a loss. So it, I get that it's just to build a little bit of tension between them, but I thought that did a lot for EO even though the match was stunted and I would have liked a lot more from it. Like I wanted the epic match it was supposed to be, but for what I got it, I, th- I thought it made EO look like a legit contender because of the lengths that Charlotte went to. I've been extremely disappointed with Charlotte's NXT matches. Like the, the NXT matches that have been on actual NXT television. Oh yeah. Her she, she's had some, great. 
Yeah, and she's had some great dance partners. She had Bianca, she had Mia, she had uh, Aisharona this evening, and the matches have just been mid. And I understand why you would put Charlotte Flair on NXT trying to pop a rating and, you know, destroy mm-hmm. AEW, but the, the matches have been underwhelming at best. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. But and it's the, not the just because there's no audience. I'm taking with it, am I looking into it too deep? Or do you think that's what the intention was was to kind of get EO over in an ass backwards way without making Charlotte look too weak or vulnerable. No, that makes sense. I, I could see that. Yeah. That's the I whole think point you're of over That's the whole point of Charlotte being involved with NXT, isn't it? To get every person she is in the ring or around with or involved in an angle with over more. You would assume, but it, it, I don't really think it worked with Mia. So it's not going to work with everybody. So, like I said, I just wanted to know if I was overanalyzing the whole EO thing because I do have a small bias to EO, obviously. You don't we, say. We all know that. We all know that here. So, yes. I'm just saying, I, I thought it was going to build. It was still a, a middling match, like you said. It wasn't anything great, but I felt like it could have been better if it was a legit match without the gimmick finish. No, I agree with that. But, yeah, I, I don't know what it is with NXT. I don't know. If they don't talk over these matches in the back, I, I, I honestly don't know what it is. The, her NXT matches just haven't hit. Obviously, her and Rhea tore the house down at WrestleMania, but other than that, it's just it's been underwhelming thus far. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna necessarily blame Charlotte, even though she is the common denominator, because I mean she's the golden child for a lot of obvious reasons. But they just, I don't know, man. Just we'll, we'll get to this momentarily, man. I I don't want to uh, bury a, a topic that we're gonna get into later on in the show, so I, I'm just gonna stop talking at that point. I also popped a little too hard for EO just screaming, which I don't even think it was Japanese. She was just like screaming at some point, and Rhea just kept saying "shut up." Like <laughs> I, at, at some point, I, I just popped way too hard for "shut up, Rah, shut up." <laughs> it's like, so, that was great. So I think AEW had the main event but NXT had the more solid all-around show. That That's but what that's, I said. That's the great part about these Asian wrestlers, though. Like, you guys talked about Asuka earlier. You, you just brought up Aisharona. We can throw Kyrie Sane in there as well. You know, the, the Asian crowd historically is a lot more subdued than the American audience, so they're used to wrestling in front of audiences that aren't making a lot of noise, so True. then they have to compensate for it by making noise. And I think we've seen that during this quarantine they've really i mean they've done a great job of standing out i mean hell i i go back to wrestlemania the the, the match that opened the show the uh the butt pirates versus uh alexa bliss and and nikki cross <laughs> that match had that match was better than it had any business being and i i really enjoyed that match and a lot of it was because of what Kyrie and oscar brought to the table agreed I'll, I'll also give Alexa credit that lots of people don't give her credit. Is she's really improved as a wrestler. So, bl- bl- Bliss Cross Applesauce against you know the the Pirates that that was cute. But Alexa's really kind of come into her own, and I think that's helped because Nikki's insanity helps to take some of the focus away from Alexa's in the inexperience in the ring. So it's allowed her to kind of grow, and it's nice. I like it. No, no, no. Alexa played her part well, and as did Nikki. That just wasn't the point I was trying to make. No, the point no, I, I was making was trying to put over the Asian delegation because Nikki they're used to some of, they're used to this. She's and... crazy. You see, Nikki is crazy because she's the whole the whole, you know, Scottish, Irish, English thing. She's crazy in the head. She's pretty loud too. 
That's great lead singer from Anthrax. What else you got? <laughs> Tony, say something. Uh, okay, uh, two two things. Two, two quick. I got something, actually. I got two quick things that I wanted to throw in before we round out Wednesday Night War that really impressed me from AEW. Uh, one was the actual finish of the segment in the ring when Brody Lee was out there, where... Moxley got up and was like, bro, if you want, all you had to do was ask. And Brody Lee was just like, yeah, now I'm going to kick you in the face. So <laughs> I really like that. And then Kenny Omega on the scissor lift, not only climbing the scissor lift, anticipating uh, some like a splash or something onto the tables, but he says, fuck that. I'm going to raise the scissor lift up. Lift up. I'm going to climb to the top of the rail, and I'm just going to look very quickly behind me and do a moonsault from probably eh, 20, 20 feet at least. Touche, touche. And I, I would also like to send a special shout out to Nyla Rose who made her triumphant return tonight, which frankly, she's got to be number one right now with a bullet on the black wrestler charts, doesn't she? The black wrestler power rankings. You know, it's dark days, gentlemen. And is no she ahead of Willie Mack? Willie Mack has a championship. Ah, I forgot about so does Nyla, but yeah, I forgot about Willie Mack. No, no, and he yeah, just I'm defended just his championship yesterday, too. I give them one and one A. I don't know, man. Our truth has won a title like every other day for the last year and a half. <laughs> That's but Gronk has it right now, so we can't bring that up. Yeah, when's the last time we seen truth? Ooh, also, since we're on the black demographic at the moment, what about the moose thing? Does that count to you, or is that just hokey? It counts, man. Shit, I'll take everything I can get right now, because I was about to throw MVP on it. (laughs) Put on good promos, you know? So, shit. (laughs) So, yes. Oh, no, that's fine. I I know, Tony, you're not going to want to listen to it, so I'll sneak it in a little bit right now. Impact, you should catch some highlights. That was good shit. Moose had an interview. The North had a great segment that was comedy-filled. So if you like Firefly Funhouse, you're going to love what the North put on. And, yeah, Willie Mack had a good match, too, with the three-way with Chris Bay, another one of the black demographic, and Ace Austin, boy from uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. So I ain't going to shit on him. So good stuff. There we go. Yeah, there's there's saw... the Impact recap right there for you. It's spoiled down to, like, 20 seconds. So Tony he, doesn't have to cry. It'd be even funnier <laughs> if you could do it like the Micro Machines guy. Madison Rain, best commentary. Bye. What is it on Tuesdays, right? That's great. It is on Tuesday. Tuesday, 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 Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So on Tuesday, they opened up the impact. They, we had a kiss here in Rapping Center, Carolina, do a thing, and they were kind of getting, getting mutual respect, and then all of a sudden they get interrupted by you. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, Andrew. Could you give me his name real quick, please? Michael Elgin. 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 Michael Promotional consideration paid for by the following.
Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Andrew, we finally have something live to talk about as far as a sporting event that's that's not scripted. Okay. What? And it's not it, and it's not its solely main purpose is to be broadcast in the United States. Let me just say that. Let me preface it with that. Okay. Okay. We got UFC two forty nine. And we- quite the card with quite the names. I sent the card over to you gentlemen before we started this show and i just gotta say that personally i am looking forward to anthony pettis against cowboy cerrone i was there when anthony pettis won his title in milwaukee uh against henderson in that really quick tap out of a match it was so fast Mm -hmm. Uh, that that's what i'm looking forward to and i'm glad i get to watch it on espn whether or not i'm going to spend the money to watch the rest of it there are some really good fights on the main card as well. Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz, especially. Folks, if you get a chance, go to YouTube and check out the intro that Kurt Angle does for ESPN when they interviewed Cejudo this morning. Because uh, Cejudo is also a, a, an Olympic gold medalist. So mm. uh, your thoughts on the pay-per-view, your thoughts on them pulling this off? Because I know when we get the conversation over to Platt, it's not going to be about the card. It's going to be about... Into the dragon, the power, <laughs> the power, the power of UFC. So go ahead, Andrew. Talk about the card. Talk about the event. Well, my my initial reaction to all this was the first time I see Uriah, I was thinking Faber, but I realized he hasn't re- he like fought in like five years. So that just shows you how far back I go with WEC and fucking UFC days. I'm I'm I miss the fucking California kid, but the the preliminaries awesome with Cerrone and Pettis like you said Fabricio were doomed I didn't know he was still fighting against Alexia Lenick like that should be good Michelle Waterson's actually not terrible I don't know a shitload about Carla Esparza but Waterson I know is really good Greg Hardy on the main card I mean he's a, he's a tough guy but we all kind of want to see him get his ass kicked not gonna lie there Aside from, like, as you put Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz and Tony Ferguson versus uh, Justin Gaethje, like, I'm not really totally familiar with the other guys. So I'm looking a little more forward to the ESPN preliminary card that's main evented by Cerrone and Pettis than the actual main. But all in all, this is a pretty fucking stacked card because I don't follow UFC nearly as closely as I did 10 years ago when you had the you know, Forrest Griffins and Stefan Bonners and when fucking Chuck Liddell was at the end of his career, but still pretty good. And Tito Ortiz and all that. That's when I was really following. And I still know a good portion of what's going on on this card. So at that says something, at least to me, Chris, I think you follow it a little closer than I do. So aside from the Dana White angle, does anything strike you as interesting before you go off on your conspiracy theory? I, I'm not. I'm not going there. See, I'm not going there. I will say this: the Cowboy you. is washed. Here, before you get into it, Cowboy real quick, like yes or no? Times a year, though. Yes or no? Yes or no? I'm going to watch it on ESPN at the very least for free. Are you going to watch it on ESPN at the very least for free, Andrew? Yes or no? Hell yeah, Chris. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, you know, I I don't know because you know I I don't know if you guys you know keep up with your 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 the black community too much, but typically on Friday on Saturday I love evening. Losing black Twitter, I'm just saying. That's I'm sure you do, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're 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 having these Instagram battles with different uh producers and stuff like that going back and forth and playing some of their greatest hits and conversing with the audience and stuff like that. They've actually had some really fun battles. We've had Babyface versus Teddy Riley. We had a uh, DJ Premier versus RZA. Uh, it was all uh, popped off with a uh, Swiss Beats versus Timberland. So I, I I don't know if there's a battle happening this uh, this weekend. I didn't know Baby Babyface was that, still relevant. Shit. Well, I mean, he's got hits on hits on hits, man. He's you know what I mean. It's been a minute though, hasn't it? Or am I just that far out of the game? Yeah, but he no, it's like been a minute, bike. but he okay, still okay, has that, hits that, on that's hits. Cool. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's no, the, you're, you're right. Yeah. It's just it's been a minute. It's okay. As a matter of fact, I think uh, this Saturday they're having a uh, Jill Scott versus Erica Badu battle, so that might actually occupy my time to where I'm not going to be able to. That has to be the most yes, exactly, fucking battle in the whole world, though. Like, is that a fight? Ooh, 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 you said Erica Badu. Or something like that. Like Jill Scott and Erica Badu, can you call that a battle? Because that would be the prettiest fucking battle in the whole fucking world. And I'm just talking about the way they both sing. I don't mean aesthetically. Well, no, none of these are really battles, man. It just gives black people something to do. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. Yeah, but so that might be occupying my time to where I'm not going to be able to tune into the, uh, the UFC card. That's that's that that's all that was. That's all that was. Fucking reason. I'm not gonna but lie. Yeah, there. they've had they've had some really cool ones. Um, who else did one that y'all would know? That might be about it. About who y'all would know? I feel like um. Oh, y- y'all know Manny Fresh. Manny Fresh and uh Scott Storch. They they did a battle a few weeks ago. Uh, Lazy Bone and the dude from Three Six Mafia. They're supposed to be battling uh within the next couple of weeks. That should be good. So I mean, it's just yeah, it's just kind of cool, man. And they sit down and they talk shit, and you know they yeah, they talk about some of their hits and you know the inspiration for some of them and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's a it, it's actually a cool thing. All right. So if you didn't have anything else going on on Saturday, does any fight in particular like strike your fancy, or you just kind of just an agreement that it's a pretty big named fight, but nothing like really tickles you enough to want to have to see it. No, nothing's making me moist. I, I'm a ter- Tony Ferguson guy, so I wouldn't mind seeing him knock uh, knock Justin out. And Cowboy, like I was saying earlier, he's washed, man. Put your money on Pettis. It still might be a good fight because he's still got a, a slugger's chance, but uh, put your money on Pettis. But, yeah, other than that, it's sports, so people are going to tune in just because it's mm-hmm. live sports, and we're kind of desperate for that sort of thing. So, frankly, I'd be more impressed with um, – I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the past couple of months, ESPN has been showing old school fights on yes. Saturdays. So I've you been ready? watching those. Yeah, I've been watching those. I would be more, you know, excited to watch something like that. Yeah, because oh, what they Tyson gonna so, make a comeback? Did you say is Mike Tyson gonna make a comeback? Yeah, he saw him hitting those heavy bags. Yeah, you didn't hear he about that. I mean, for the right, right. his hands move faster than most people his age should. But I don't. He was washed when he had to bite Evander Holyfield. Like, you really think he's got his shit together enough to even try? Even if we were playing the game, even if we were playing the what if? Like, you think he could pull that forming kind of miracle comeback at a and at a older age? 
Ah, man, you throw him in there with a soup can. You you pop a number on pay-per-view. He gets a check. Soup can gets a check, and everybody goes home happy. Oh, that that's a that's a fair point. Soup yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato Peter, cans. Peter, Mc, Peter McSorley ever have any kids? <laughs> you need McNeely, Mellon Farmer McNeely. What's that, McSorley? <laughs> McSorley. McNeely. Peter Marty Mc... McFly. Peter McFeely. <laughs> Mr. McFeely, no way. <laughs> he delivered my mail. God, I didn't know he was still fighting. You want to see a fucking hilariously underrated comedic boxing movie? Watch the Great White White Hype with uh, Damon Wayans. It's fucking hilarious, Bruh, That was literally Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. That was literally the build to that fight, man. I love that movie. That movie is a classic, an underrated classic, and it's got a lot of good names in there. Sam Jack is in there. Damon Wayans, Corbin Burnson, Cheech is in that. Mellon Farmer, uh, Jamie Fox. Jeff Goldblum. Who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? Peter Berg. Well, like it's a lot of names uh, in I, as well. I'm I'm not sure if you're aware, but I there's very very few people who wouldn't love Jeff Goldblum. No, not no. Oh okay. man, fuck Jeff Goldblum. Is that what you were going for? No, I mean, I, I agree with the sentiment, though I wasn't really sold on the impression. There, no, yeah, I, I thought that's, he, no, I was, oh. yeah, it was a bad impression. I thought we was doing the we were doing the Pineapple Express. What movie are y'all referencing? <laughs> he was just doing the Gold Boom impression. Yeah. So. Oh, that was bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. There you go. Yep. There we I go. Love, I love the ten minutes after reaction. Yes, it was. Oh, that was bad. Fuck you. <laughs> now look at this PC Tony doing a horrible Jeff Goldblum nah, impersonation nah, and nah, following nah, it up nah, with a spot on Howard Cosell. This is how he does it. This is how you save face, and this is how you kick it back to Christopher Black. <laughs> but uh, real, real quick, though, man, before we move on, what is occupying you guys' time during this uh, quarantine? Is, is, you know, is anything that y'all watching that you just kind of want to tell the people about? Because I just been surviving off of uh, shout out to NBA TV, man. God bless them. I've been surviving off of old school playoff games for the last 30 days. Ever since Michael Jordan started coming on, I just been surviving off of that. So shout out to them. Yeah, there there hasn't been a ton, but every couple weeks there's that off off brand off chance of. Japanese wrestling promotion that gives some gives me something to watch, and when I'm not watching that, no bullshit. Thanks to uh, what what what's he call himself on DWI, the Funky Fresh Phenomenal AJB, or some shit like that. Because y- you guys are basically a Scrabble game gone bad with PC DPP and AJB. Like fucking spell something out of that. Listen, but thanks. We've been dubbed as Alphabet Soup by none other than NWA Hall of Famer Tommy Rich. Thank you very much. There we go. So Alphabet Soup it is. But thanks to him and having an account for uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, I have found myself spending way too much time being a dork and just playing the, the MMO, you know, multi uh, massive multiplayer role-playing game world and just Final Fantasy fourteen way too much. We almost bought a Nintendo, but these motherfuckers want $300 for a Nintendo. And you know, Nintendo, you only get a controller. Just get a simulator on your computer. Yeah, you can play much. every game. 
But I, th- I think that's also compatible with the new Game Boy, whatever the, the handheld one is. So I think that's why they charge a little more, because if you have the Game Boy, then you can kind of plug it in and play that way or something like that. Man, you can suck my dick. I'm not paying $300 for a Nintendo with a controller. Yo, PC, what you been watching, I am a PlayStation person. You can suck my dick. I haven't bought Nintendo since 1993. All right, thank Bro, you. I, I wasn't saying, I wasn't inviting you to suck my dick. I was talking about the melon farmer that's selling a, a Nintendo with a controller for $300. In case just to, be, just, just to be clear, just to be clear, I'm going to pass on every invitation intended for me or not. Uh, and I would like to let you know that uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a new comedy on Netflix. Jerry Seinfeld has a new stand-up on Netflix. Check it out. That beard would tickle my balls too much anyway, man. That just oh, wouldn't be wow. fun for me. Okay, so he actually thought about it. Hot as war. He actually thought about it. It might tickle the taint a little bit. You know, you get a nice little tickle and you're like, ooh. That's a different button I never knew about. And then, hey, <laughs> learn something about yourself. Yes, man, hearing my ass crack. That is a new button that I didn't think about and never want to think about again. PC, I will be tuning into that Seinfeld <laughs> as well, just to let you know. It's really good. You're going to enjoy it a lot. And you're gonna, and when you watch it, here, listen, you're going to really, really, really enjoy it. And when you watch it, you're going to text me. And tell me why you enjoyed it. Ooh, tease. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else anybody been watching that everybody just has to watch? Uh, I've been catching up on movies during this time. Excuse me. So I finally got to... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, have you ever had a neighbor move in that was really good looking and never closes the blinds? Bro, we're... This isn't an 80s coming-of-age comedy, okay? This isn't a John Hughes flick. That shit don't happen in real life, sir. But uh, I did have, finally get to catch up on a... Have you ever been in love with a girl and it was raining, so you took a boombox and put it on your shoulder and cranked it up and laid it outside her window? Yes, yes actually. Sir. You, you, and you didn't get no buns either, did you, Andrew? No, I did. I did. That was It was a good reference. People love John Hughes movies. White okay. people, come good. on! <laughs> fucking a i could have made a ducky from like 16 candles reference that would have worked too white people it's just a trick man don't worry about it i had a girlfriend in college and i, I shouldn't even have you ever had story, detention on a saturday with a bunch of misfits and then all you had for yes, lunch was sushi club. we get it i let chris tell his fucking story <laughs> hey. We broke up, and, you know, I'm young, man. I'm, what, 21, 22, maybe. You know, young, dumb, full of cum, just stupid, thinking, oh, my God, my life is going to end because I'm not with this girl anymore, right? So I show up to her house, my dumb ass, man. I throw on a suit, first of all. I throw on a suit, and I bring the John Legend CD into the house, and I put it in the uh, CD player, and I proceed to get on one knee, and start singing Take It Slow to her while I'm holding her hand and staring at her eyes. <laughs> Did it work? That is my first question. <laughs> the first time, yes, actually. <laughs> oh. Second question, was she white? <laughs> no, actually, she was, she was a black girl. It's for you. That's even better. Because I'm like, that shit would have worked easy on a white girl. Because Usher Nice and Slow used to get me a lot of play. 
between Usher Nice and Slow Highway, was my jam. That's why Usher was my boy up until the uh, whatever album Confessions. I think Confessions is when he started falling off for me. But between You Remind Me of a Girl and My Way, Usher was my shit that just worked on any race creator demographic. It was it was butter. It was fantastic. Nice. But John, nice. John Legend's a good fucking move right there. I, I felt like it would, you know, looking back now, obviously, with the hindsight of wisdom, man, I feel like such a fucking simp, man. Oh, my God. What the hell was I <laughs> thinking? Was and clearly... A good move. <laughs> no, man, that wasn't a good move. Kids, if you're listening, don't do that. Listen, Uncle Chris, don't do that shit, man. Have some more self-respect for yourself than that, okay? Just move on. It's okay. Well, I was I gone. There's other fish in the sea. Here's I, step, why it I stepped away. What did you do? Here's why it wasn't simp shit. It worked for you. You got a little bit of play out of it, be it buns or just cuddle or whatever the hell it was, depending on the age group. Simp shit would be sending the song or sending the mixtape to the girl just because you want to purchase her fucking OnlyFans. That's simp shit nowadays. <laughs> you're, you're at least, you got something out of it. That's why that was a good play. It was a little pathetic, a little desperate, yes. But we all been there. We all been young. We all been dumb. It's like your first or second love and you think your world's going to explode. Like, that, that's fine. <laughs> But simps nowadays, this this is motherfuckers like playing fucking any romantic song for fucking a signed autograph from fucking what's her name Nico Lowe, that OK Boomer chick or some shit like that. Like that that that's that's where we're at with the simp shit nowadays. That's where Twitter fucking has devolved to. Yeah, we gotta get that. We gotta get dads back in these homes, man. So these young men know how to uh. Know how to talk to women, man, and I'm not. I'm not even talking about no misogynistic shit, man, because we got to get off that shit too, man. But I'm just saying, man, you need an older male to teach you how to talk to women, because a lot of these guys have no fucking idea. Because I see them on social media when the young ladies post their thirst traps, and you be seeing all them dudes in there. Oh, I drink your bath water. Oh, I want to lick your ass crack. Like, dude, has that ever worked on for you ever at any time whatsoever? Nah, cool, man. Act like you've seen a pretty girl before. You just put on a tight shirt and you just like smile and be like, give me the pussy, baby. Give me the pussy. And you see how that works. That that that's the real that's the real Twitter trick right there. Just give me the pussy. Yo, that'll work better than oh my god, so beautiful. That works better than that shit. Give me the pussy, boss. (laughs) No. No. No, 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 no. 100% 100% nope. Guarantee, oh, guarantee you that ain't happening. No, no, we're not. All right, but yeah. So that that's why your play... Actually, you know decent. what? No, no, no. You know what? Actually, you know what? You know what? If you can get... If you if you can get that approved, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. All right. I'll fucking text Greg right after this and be like, Greg, the title's gonna be Gimme the Pussy Boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the Jesus that's the what what title do you want now? Hold on, let's do this right now so we can have an answer on here. <laughs> Give me pussy boss. <laughs> Why don't you just put it in there? Why don't you put it in there right now so we can all see it? And I guarantee you we'll get a response before we're done. I am lit enough to do this at the moment, so let's have fun. <laughs> Folks, you yeah, may have Jesus you folks Christ folks Christ. you may be witnessing a little bit of that air there, but it will pay dividends shortly here if you stick around and stay tuned. 
uh, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Yep, it's in there. It, it, it's in there. Regularly scheduled programming. Regularly scheduled whatever the hell Greg decides to respond to. Let, let's see if Phoenix time. Did, should there be a comment? Should be. Should there be a comment in there somewhere or no? I mean, it could be. We, we we can pretty it up depending on how English actually works. But those are the words. <laughs> I'm always in favor yeah, of a I, dot I, dot as well. Space a dot dot space. I like think I, I think I. I and oh, wait, 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 wait! You're you're in favor of an ellipsis, but you're no, no, not no. a Megadeth fan. You no, are no, a Metallica no, 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 no. fan. No, that's a dot no. dot dot. That's a dot dot dot. Yes. No, that, yeah, and that's I said a, a, I, a, I I like a dot dot space. Oh, a dot dot space! What the fuck is that? Is that just bad grammar? It's a t- it's a, it's a tunnyism. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Chris, anything? I had. I have no idea what's happening now, right now, <laughs> at this very moment. <laughs> well, we're just gonna have to check our our uh, DM or or uh, fuck, what the hell is this called? Text message feed, and see if Greg actually responds. I, 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 oh no, I, I got it here. No, there's not. There's no response. Oh, I haven't okay. got a response. Yet. I just, I oh, just no, posted- that was. Yeah, yeah I, I was- there and I just said, Greg, you're good with that. So we'll find out. This is this is live on tape, live to tape, live on air, whatever. Ha- fucking doing it live. Fucking this shit doing it live. Give me the pussy boss. Hot as war. Right. Wednesday night taped. <laughs> Wednesday night I'm taped. A, <laughs> Wednesday night taped. That's hilarious. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you like this though, gentlemen. Listen to your uncle Chris, man. Women respect confidence and honesty, man. You give them a choice whether or not they, that's all they want is the choice whether or not to fool with you. You say some shit like that, you go get a lot of answers that you don't like, but you're gonna get somebody to say yes. I'm, I'm that's just. Right. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Confidence is a motherfucker. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter what the fuck you say. If you say it confidently, if you hold yourself in a certain way, your chick's gonna notice. You're going to get a better answer than you think. You could say some of the dumbest shit. I think the dumbest thing I ever said that I hooked up with a chick was, was nice shoes, want to fuck. That's exactly where I went. And it worked. All women want is the opportunity to make up their own mind. That's why you get your tires slashed, because y'all be out here lying to women and stuff like that. (laughs) And that's unnecessary, man. All they want is the opportunity to make up their own mind. And when you take that choice away from them, they feel slow fucking death waiting for them to make it up no 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 what i'm talking about is to in the, the choice whether or not to not fuck wrong, with you though. and when you and when you lie to a man they feel manipulated that's why you get your shit fucked up because they feel yeah. manipulated and lied to just be honest man is it going to work out with every woman no but i trust you you trust me your shot percentages will go up the more honest you are the higher your shot percentages will go up. Trust me on that. That's 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 a bar from your Uncle Christopher right there. Yeah, I mean that that that's just straight talk. Like anybody should have told you that. Anybody that's older brother, older friend, you ain't gonna hit the ball if you don't swing the fucking bat. You ain't gonna make the shot if you don't shoot it. Whatever sport you want to use the analogy with, you gotta fucking try. You're gonna miss. Fuck, you know, as much as we like to talk about Jordan, as much as you guys like to talk about Jordan with your awesome fucking podcast every fucking Monday after the, the dance, you know, you. there there's times when Jordan went three for 13 and a half 
or he had a fucking terrible game. Like, especially when he came back from retirement, he had like nine points for the, with the wizards. One game came back at 35, the next game, because that's just the type of shit he is. Like you fucking have a bad game. Everybody has a bad day. Who gives a fuck? You keep shooting the ball. You you'll sink him eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, respect women enough to be honest with them, man, to be real with them. Trust me, that shit works, man. That shit works. All right, gentlemen, we got a little bit of a grab bag for our final grouping of topics. I think we're going to kind of put everything into one here. Um, And before we do, let's pay the bills one last time. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Chairshot Network. Hey, Andrew, you know the funny part is that drop that he does with that chair shot. This Mellon Farmer think that's like his Led Zeppelin stairway to heaven or his Citizen <laughs> Cave. Or some chair shit like that. Shot. Like Network. <laughs> like he thinks, you know what I mean? Chair shot. Network. That's his Mellon Farmer magnum opus. You know what I mean? Like, he thinks he just, yeah. that That's Babe Ruth calling his shot to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's Jordan's foul line jump shot versus the Cavs. You know <laughs> No, no, even better. It's this one. It's this one. Jordan's eyes closed. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. <laughs> and he could totally see too. He didn't close his fucking eyes. He did one of these where he just peeked out of him, and that's all he had fucking needs. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be like Mike. <laughs> oh shit! Go ahead, man. What you got for us? What you got? Are we just talking about anybody? I thought you guys did that already. No, no, no. Here we go. A bunch of different motherfuckers named Mike. <laughs> let's start I with the. Game. I know this guy named Mike. Down listen. The All right. Speaking of being like Mike, listen to the Potter's War special, The Last Dance. Ray Cash, myself, Christopher Platt. I'm pretty darn sure that next time we review that show we're going to be talking about mike playing baseball and speaking of baseball to start off the grab bag here on pod is war 
let's talk about Korean baseball is actually happening. The KBO, Korean Baseball Organization, they're actually playing games, okay? So this is this is pretty big. This is actually pretty big. Somewhere in the world where things were had been shut down is actually continuing to play, right? And they're doing it with caution, without fans, and ESPN is actually broadcasting it. That shit is hilarious, man. They sent Carl Ravage and shit over there to go... <laughs> We're going to talk about it. That is hilarious to me, man. And people are waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning to watch Korean baseball hosted by Carl Ravage. <laughs> Does that sound like a Okay, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Between Carl Ravage and what DeMarco just sent on the text, according to Give Me the Pussy Boss, like, oh, that, that, this is like the best 10 seconds of fucking my I was going to say, moment. let's, I was going to say, let's finish, uh, let's finish the Korean baseball and get to it, but damn, <laughs> if we can't just interrupt Korean baseball. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do the breaking news here and I'm gonna make it really quick. Basically, uh, we're gonna find a way to green light this, and that's breaking <laughs> news. Back to Korean baseball. How do we possibly go back to Korean baseball after that? Alright, do you wanna talk I about mean- something else then? <laughs> The same exact way, because holy shit, no one expected it. And who the fuck really expected to be interested watching Korean baseball at 1 a.m.? All right, like then. Off of Korean baseball. Cool. Off of Korean baseball, we're going to play a word of... The Korean baseball? Like, like, the dictator almost died. They're playing Weekend at Bernie's over there. Granted, that's North Korea. All right, if you... Weekend- I'm trying to get you away from talking about it if you would shut up. <laughs> All right, you make sir. We're going to play a word association game related to Korean baseball. And that's how we're going to that's how we're going to choose our next topic. Okay? Are you whoa, whoa, whoa. are you are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Just shut up and follow me, okay? <laughs> would you rather would you rather maintain an area of the globe or would you rather talk about restrictions? In a times. Nope, that's not an answer. <laughs> I, I, well, I hell, what's the question? I don't even know what the hell you're asking, man. You, what the hell? I'm saying what, this is how you're going to pick the next topic. Just answer the question. Which one would you rather have? I'd rather have more details. Shit, what the fuck? I'd man? rather have Mina Kimes, but we're not there apparently. So, can can we talk about the wonderful Korean baseball? At, like the the mascot. I thought we were back- moving on from Korean baseball. Are we? Okay, that's fine. I, Move on. I, I really hope we do, because Andrew's going to get us canceled. Which that's hilarious <laughs> between the two of us. Which one is going to get us canceled first? You know what I mean? It's like a race to. <laughs> We it's like a race to piss more people fucked up right there. It's like, is it going to be you or is it going to be me? And it depends on the fucking yeah. week. It, it does. The race to uh, who can see who could piss more people off. <laughs> In the comment before we started rolling about teeth, and that's the backfire, or the, 
<laughs> That's all I'm giving you. I'm not giving any more context than teeth text the backfire, but I'm just saying, uh, ooh, this is a fun day. Never Wednesdays are good days. That's not even including the NXTs and AWs. Wednesdays are just fucking fun. You know what, Tony? I'm just gonna go ahead and pick. I'll say uh, restrictions just to move this along. God, please. <laughs> well, I was gonna say off of Korean baseball, we could either stay in that region of the globe and talk about New Japan, or we could talk about fans not being there and how important that is. Ooh, I literally just gave an answer. If anybody cared, just throw that out there. I'll, I'll throw out the New Japan thing because it's easier to end on the stronger topic, which I guess we can probably elaborate more or pontificate you don't more. Say. Lack of fans in New Japan. So you chose the wrong one, Platt, then? Well, it ain't the first time it's happened, but, you know, all right, whatever. Just talk. I don't care. Oh, you want to finish with the Big Bang, but you chose the other one. You chose the Big Bang first. No, hey, no, no. Let's, let's, let's double back and we'll do Japan Chris, and then we'll Chris, you got, you got Amber. That's the most right conversation, most right decision you've ever made in your entire life. Same. So you picked right there. Hey, <laughs> hey man, I was bound to get one right eventually, well, man. Even a blind I mean, squirrel that, gets that, another that's now again. behind door A, because A for Amber. She's the A answer. There you go. Boom. Hey, man, broken clock is right twice a day. Shit, I, I was bound to get one right eventually. Hell yeah. Yeah. It, it was that and don't put cologne on your nuts. Those are the two uh, great decisions I've made in my life. Oh, just that is wash true. Them. That stings. That stings like a motherfucker. You don't do that. Yeah. yeah We've all tried it. Two great decisions. We've all tried it once, and that was once too many. Yeah. I, I washed my balls, Tony. Thank you very much. Yeah, just wash them. I do, sir. Thank you. Just how fucked it. up is that, though, that that, ba- that Johnson's baby powder gives you cancer? I mean, how many times have we powdered ourselves? We powder our babies. Like, you know what I mean? I don't stuck powder down there to keep it cool and dry. We stick it on the baby's bottoms, and this whole time, this shit was giving people cancer. I think the better cancer. question is, what the fuck doesn't give you cancer nowadays? Sugar gives you cancer. Food gives you cancer. Going, The sun gives you cancer. Fucking breathing can give you cancer. Let's let's just everything gives you fucking cancer nowadays. What if? What uh, if I, oh, this is gonna be horrible. No, I can't. It, <laughs> say it. Say it. Contribute to our getting canceled <laughs> from Twitter, not from yeah. Twitter. No, no, I can't because this is this is cancer, and it would be on air forever. I mean, we are talking about cancer, and everything gives you cancer. So what you're talking about is something, and something is everything. Thus, it's cancers. Say it. Say it. Plus, you you have the edit button, so if it's really that bad, you can just edit it out. That is true. You now have I all think, the power. Now I think it's better left unsaid. Ooh. Oh. Fine. What if a wrestler's gimmick was, "Hey, I just I'm not hor- I'm not, you know, I'm horrible, but I don't give you cancer." <laughs> that was how he gets over. He's just like, "I may be bad, but at least I don't give you cancer." Wow. Wow. I think we just found a way to get Nia Jax over. 
Jesus Christ, that was better left unsaid. And 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 Andrew actually topped you. He said, "I'll see your cancer joke and raise oh, you." Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I am a master of Texas Hold'em. Watch me play. You you raise, I double raise on the river, on the draw, on the turn. It doesn't matter, motherfucker. We going all in. Ask Greg if he's okay with this title. Pot is war. We don't give you cancer. (laughs) (laughs) No, at least we don't give you cancer. (laughs) That's the positive about this show. (laughs) Jesus. Rick Rubin, just talk about New Japan, please, and thank you. (laughs) Okay, so that's what we're talking about. I guess the thing to talk about is the fact that, thankfully, or I should say expectedly, they um, decided to cancel their Madison Square Garden Wrestle Dynasty show that was supposed to take place in August. I'm thankful this happened because I purposely decided not to buy tickets because I wanted to kind of see where everything was going to fall. And me being the, the cheap motherfucker I am, assumed that if things resolved a little earlier, I might be able to get some good tickets for the cheap for people that just wanted to flip them because they bought them too early because of scalper bots or for whatever reason. But no, it's apparently postponed until 2021. And we also know recently that New Japan said that the Best of the Super Juniors tournament is canceled. So there is a realistic chance that we're not going to see New Japan again until when they do the G1 in September because they're just canceling fucking months on end and weeks on end. So I know you're not the hugest fan of Japan, but how does all this information strike you and the fact that they're probably the only bigger Japanese promotion to just not jump into the empty arena thing like Noah, All Japan, and Dragon Gate have done? Well, the irony with that statement is, Balls, is that, you know, on the continent of Asia, they've actually been proactive in trying to do things to curtail this shit. Number one, the people listened and kept their asses at home and the governments, I mean, they put up, they built hospitals in like three or four days. They've been going around sanitizing shit, you know, two or three times a day around the clock. Like they've actually done things to try to get back to normalcy and we ain't did shit. Like, we just sit at home chilling, but it's like nobody's <laughs> doing nothing. We're not sanitizing nothing. I ain't even seen a goddamn police officer spray some Lysol on a park bench. Like, what the fuck? We're not doing anything to try to curtail this thing. So when people do finally go back outside and you see the natives are clearly getting restless, we about to have, you know, a Corona 2 electric boogaloo because all the asymptomatic <laughs> people are going to be out here you know, co-mingling with everybody else. And yeah, this shit is going to hit us harder because we're not doing anything as a, as a country to try to fix anything, you know? So shout out to, you know, the continent of Asia, China, Korea, there, you know, the, the part that you, that PC left out about Korea playing baseball again, is that again, they took proactive measures and made sure they got this shit under control, and now they feel comfortable playing baseball again. Like I think China's getting ready to try to start playing basketball again. You did know, I, I mean, did I, line, but, did I did I leave it out though? Did I? You know, the best line I heard though about Korean baseball was I think from highly quarantined, and it might have actually been Mina Kimes, even though I was jokingly saying that Mina earlier. Kimes. Was she said something to the effect of watching Korean baseball? to Americans is like watching the kid who paid attention and did everything right in school 
go to play recess while we're in detention because we fucked up and we didn't fucking listen. Like, it, it's that same kind of concept where we're a little jealous and we're just kind of looking like, oh, why did they get to go outside and play wall ball when we're fucking stuck in here doing fucking math problems? Because, you know, we're assholes and we dragged our feet and we didn't fucking listen and they did everything they had to and they're ahead of the curve. That's, I thought that so was just I thought that analogy. was just a cute analogy, yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. That's literally a perfect analogy to what's happening here. So now we're gonna be dealing with this shit for the next two years. The economy, the economy is still gonna tank. Oh, and by the way, the shit's still gonna be floating around in the air, and now we got killer hornets on the loose. Goddamn, it's like, yo, <laughs> America. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Well, I think I saw a video where praying mantises can kill them. So we just need to all buy like praying mantises and it needs to be like golden child where we just keep some mantises in a cage or something like that. So they can kill the murder hornets. And then it's going to be wonderful. It's going to turn into a, a, like an old eighties Kung Fu flick and it's going to be fantastic. And then maybe we can go back to last the dragon and we can have some Bruce Leroy and some show enough. That's good. That's going to be some good shit. I'm not worried about the the hornets killing humans, man. The thing that scared me is they can wipe out the the entire bee population. I was reading oh, about you that. Oh, saw that video too. Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell, man? It was what thirty hornets could kill like a whole hive of like three thousand bees or some shit like that, as long as yeah. they all together. Yeah, yeah, that it's it's some crazy shit. And I think what we had that issue with bees a couple of years ago that there was they were endangered or there was something something weird about them where there weren't enough and they weren't pollinating things and we were having issues there. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, everybody hey, jokes and says that we need a new plague or that God needs to come down and do something. And then when God comes down and does fucking something or we get a new plague, people complain. I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's just it's that- just weird. You literally took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say, nature been trying to tell us something forever now. But hell, man, I'm at this point in time, man. We're fucking finishing each other's sentences in a way. Yeah, but I'm convinced (laughs) this is all, you know, I'm convinced there's some some aliens that want to come down here and habitate Earth, but they need to raise the temperature. And for whatever reason, like they're stuck on plastic. And and we take it all the plastic here, and it raises the temperature, and it all kills us all off, and we all die off. These aliens are gonna come down and inhabit Earth. I think this is all part of a master plan. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too morbid. Clearly, it was because everybody stopped oh, talking. Oh, no, I liked it. I liked it. I was just checking the text message chain for what Demarco was saying. But shout out to New Japan, man, for what? 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 What did you say? Yeah. yeah. Huh? yeah. Okay. 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 I think he he did one of those uh, uh, versus two, man. One of those battles. I think it was Little John versus T Pain. They um, that 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 was a battle as well. BT Dub. Really? Yeah. So it was it was what versus auto tune? That's what the fuck that was. That's funny. T Pain can T Pain can actually sing, man. Oh no, I know he can actually sing, but he's famous for the auto tune bullshit, and Lil John is famous for saying one fucking word. So I I just thought it was funny. Oh yeah, two. You're right, or three, because he throws an okay once in a while. So that that that's right. What okay and yeah. 
Did you know Little John is actually highly intelligent? Like, I think Little John is part of Mensa. Like, for real, for real. I'm not even bullshit. I think he's part of Mensa. You know, I would have thought he was closer to half Pokemon since all he can say is like one or two words than Mensa. So good for you if you, he's actually no, that intelligent. No, no, no bullshit, man. Both his parents were educators. They were both his parents were college professors. Like he's a highly intelligent motherfucker. He just made some money going, yeah, which Google. Again, that's brilliant. Google Google <laughs> Google Lil John, you'll be you'll be very surprised, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Now we had to make sure we Google Lil John and a Little John because then Little John's gonna come up as that motherfucker that was running with Robin Hood, or my stepbrother Little John. Oh, that was his nickname. No, that was his name. He was literally Little John. He was John Junior, motherfucker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know you. You pick and choose when you talk about family members, so I, I wasn't really sure. <laughs> Anywho, man, clearly we're not talking about New Japan. What else we got on the docket? All right. Last thing before we get to the last thing is in the midst of all this, are we finally realizing the fact that maybe the fans are the ones that actually make what's happening? Are they the most important ingredient? Now, granted, you, you're still going to need someone to guide the ship and not give you shit as far as a product goes, but I mean, fans for what we're used to having is a huge part of it. Think about how gigantic the first show back on television or on a pay-per-view with fans is going to be. Think about that. Think about you watching it at home and you're watching, there's actually fans and people there, right? It's going to be huge. It's going to be fire. It's going to be such, such good shit, pal. Yeah, but how long is that going to last? Because I, I feel like now, now here, here's me just being the dick about it. Is fans like to put them Western fans like to put themselves over too much, which is why we've had the beach ball bullshit and bad bad fucking chance or the the buzzer countdown when it wasn't necessary during the Iron Man match and all that other shit. So if everybody decides to play along like they should in a wrestling match and boo the heels and cheer the faces and actually do their own thing. That's going to be fun, which goes back to Chris's point that he made earlier about the Wednesday Night Wars where AEW does that better than NXT because the faces and the heels follow suit where they, they boo who they have to boo, they cheer who they have to cheer, and it adds an atmosphere. The fans don't always do that. So assuming that we get fans that realize that they're in a fandom and should play along. I think we're all right. But as soon as we start getting back to the self-serving fandom where they just want to put themselves over and start up an AEW chant or start up something bullshit, then I can see people not caring or losing their taste for fans. And I don't know. Cause like personally, we've been over this a couple times since I watched Japanese wrestling and Chris even made the joke earlier, they're quiet, they're subdued. You don't always know they're there anyway. So I'm not used to a raucous crowd all the time, or I don't need a raucous crowd all the time to enjoy a match. But I understand that it's a very Western way of thinking, a very way, a very Western way of enjoying things is kind of feeding into everybody else's enjoyment or any, everybody else's energy. So I get that. I understand that it's missing. 
but it doesn't bother me inherently. I'd like them to follow suit with how wrestling is supposed to go, but I don't, I don't really trust the Western audience. So Chris, do you like have a different take on this where it's just a flat yes or no, or do you just think motherfuckers are going to try to put themselves over eventually anyway, once the, um, once the shine wears off of the fact that it's back again and we can all go there. Well, up until that last part of your soliloquy when you couldn't help yourself but to add your condescension and smugness into the <laughs> equation, I, I, I was I was totally agreeing with you. I mean, you know, I've, I've had my issues with the fans because I, I don't like that the fans try to put themselves over, but we can't deny that there is a symbiotic relationship between the fans the audience and and the wrestlers oh, and i mean calls and response you know demographic yeah. and god damn this shit is not boring without fans it it's just you know the thing is man it just doesn't seem like anything matters it just doesn't seem like it matters nothing of importance seems like it's happening without fans there and I you know I hope that the fans take this time. It's one I hope it's one of those scenarios where you don't know what you got until it's gone, and that fans are more appreciative and are more apt to play their role because obviously we see that their role, at least over here, is integral. I but yeah, man, the shit it just doesn't seem like anything matters without fans, and and it's not the wrestlers' fault because they're trying hard and they're doing what they can, but it's just. We need some people, man, and I don't know when that's going to happen. Hell, I don't know when I'm going to feel comfortable to be back around you mouth breathers, to be <laughs> honest with you. So our uh, wonderful cell phone looking at the moment commissioner decided to tweet out a little bit ago that if it wasn't for podcasts, he wouldn't be watching. And I wonder if that is just a a similar kind of kind of feeling that we have is that the call and response element missing that just brings everything down or as you said brings it to the point where it doesn't feel like it matters or is it just the general tone of quarantine that just kind of leads everything to kind of bleed together and just be like ah fuck it it's tuesday it's wednesday we don't know what fucking day it is just wait until this fucking thing is over then then sort our life out like, do you feel any kind of weight of that if it wasn't for what we do podcast-wise or as a hobby, we wouldn't even be fucking caring about this? Or is it is it the fan thing? I a thousand percent agree with Tony. I, I, I couldn't agree with him more emphatically. I Yeah, I agree. If it wasn't for the fact that all right, we have Tony, all these calm the fuck down. We don't put you over all the time, but, like, you don't have to act like a dick about it. What the fuck? I <laughs> And I and I can't blame the weight of the quarantine on it because at this particular point in time, man, everybody is thirsty and starving for content and something to take their minds off of what the hell is actually going on. But the it, it just like I said earlier, man, and you know I I hate to beat a dead horse, but I do do it from time to time on this show, especially when I start drinking. I say the same mm-hmm. thing over and over again, and sometimes I say it to get emphasis to so mother farmers know what the hell I'm actually saying. And sometimes I just do it because I'm drunk. But the fact of the matter is, without an audience, nothing seems to matter in professional wrestling. None of this shit seems like it actually matters. Even though we've had the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, even though we're coming up on the unofficial fifth major money in the building, 
diehard edition, it just doesn't seem to matter at all. And that that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to get on a ratings tangent. That's that's all I'll say. Yippee Kaye melon farmers. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. good. That might yeah, be the, I, that might be the safe out for the podcast name. Hey, Greg already gave give me the pussy boss as a as an okay, so we got to make that work. No, he didn't give you the one hundred okay. He said he said we got to find a way. He, he, he did say it was the best text he's gotten all day though. So either he's I got it, okay. I got it, I got I got an idea, man. Instead Woo, of spelling out the word pussy, just put a, a picture of a cat. Put a cat emoji up there. So just say, give me the cat emoji. I don't know if I can balls. do that. I don't know if I can do that actually. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know if that works either. Like, te- like technically speaking, Andrew knows what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. But yeah, I mean, you're not wrong when you come to the fact of without the fans, does anything really matter? And things seem a little flatter. But I, it's weird. I don't know. I, I don't really have a way to really emphasize because every company's handled it differently and I like how AEW's handled it because they use the the different locker rooms to add some ambiance TNA impact whatever you want to refer to them as has kind of poked fun fourth wall broke a little here or there since they just started their empty arenas because they had well, yeah they had stuff. content in the bag yeah they yeah, just they, started they, they had shit so much content stuff. in the bag so now that now they're kind of breaking the fourth wall which is funny and it works because when it comes to cheesier kind of fourth wall break stuff tna has kind of been ahead of the curve for that so it's a little more expected and i'm not upset with that wwe wwe i feel like that's the one that 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 uh, suffers the most they're, from the fans. Yeah, because so they're the, the least. That, they're that the least me. creative with it. Like there's, yeah. you know, there's been some opportunities for, and and or rather, some people have taken these this opportunity. Like Zelina Vega has stepped her game up, and her and Drew McIntyre, they kind of have a uh, Hulk Hogan Heenan family type vibe going on right now, which I really dig. And yeah. Sonya Deville, she she cut the promo of her career a couple of weeks ago, and you know if that would have happened in front of a live studio audience, she would have been wetted out of the building, she would have lost her place, she would have got frazzled by the crowd, and it wouldn't have hit the same way that it hit. So there are these little pockets where people are excelling in this, and, and they get an opportunity to really show their worth and show what they got, but... Uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where WWE falls flat, and that's Raw, SmackDown, and even NXT. We've joked over the last couple of weeks that like even the Undisputed Era, which is supposed to be the cool guys of NXT, when they come out and all you hear is Roderick Strong or Bobby Fish go, boom! Like, it's, it's lame as fuck. And, you know, when you see some of the other people do their gimmick and you don't get that call and response... It's really it falls really flat. It's really lame. So I I feel like WWE is getting the, hit the hardest because they're the most reliant on the call and response, even if it's negative, even if it's booze or what's for no reason or whatever. I feel like they play off the crowd more than other companies do. But other companies have also, like I said, taken a little different of an angle where AEW still adds the locker room. So you still kind of get that that boo that that cheer sound whenever you need to and 
honestly, tonight it sounded a little bigger than it usually does. I don't know if that's because people were spread out more, or I don't know if that's because of the way the mics were set up, but it did actually have a bigger, bigger sound to it. I don't know if that was me, you know, like just me, or if it was you guys too. But AEW, I think, has figured out how to deal with Corona and this quarantine and Impact. Impact is its own little thing, but it puts on some entertaining fucking shit. And I don't know. It's it's just maybe it's a lack of expectation. Maybe that's what it really is. Like WWE is just held to such a high bar because it is the brand. It's the number one brand. It's the number one thing. It's the biggest conglomerate. And everybody expects more from it. So whatever anybody else does is going to be accepted better. But it's it's a weird fucking sell. Like I, I can't even really I can't even really conjugate words into describing why it's different for each company, aside from the fact that I feel like WWE is just held to a different standard. And everybody else has kind of fell into their groove a little better. So a couple of things before we get out of here. Number one, uh, they're showing Korean baseball highlights on SportsCenter right now, and they they just showed this uh, Asian brother dancing with the cheerleaders around him, and all the cheerleaders were wearing face masks. I don't know why that popped me, but it did. Whatever. Number two, scrolling on the ticker at the bottom, Patrick Ewing just announced that his Olympic gold medals were stolen, which, bro, you're seven feet tall. Who's breaking in your house to steal your gold medals? That's an inside job, bro. You probably shouldn't have told the media about that because it makes you look like an idiot. Anything else anybody got to add? All righty. Well, that being said, um, Andrew has left us momentarily. So, uh, Mr. Tunney, Commissioner, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you? You can find me at PC Tunney. You can find me all over the Chair Shot Radio Network. Uh, find you know go to at PC Tunney and uh, that's where you can check out everything that uh, the king of content that's right nearly 10 hours of content a week I am uh, involved with there for you so in your quarantine check it out fair enough hey man you guys can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt uh, you can also finally find me easy for me to say, on Around the Blocks with Mike Knox live on Facebook every 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then after that, it's posted wherever you get your podcast. There is also, it's also on YouTube as well. So you can find me there. Obviously, Tony and I, and uh, I think we're going to have Mr. Ray Cash back as well. We're doing our uh, our Pod is War special edition on the anthology slash docuseries the last dance documenting the last ride of the infamous uh michael jordan led chicago bulls really great show if you're not listening to that you're 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 doing yourself a disservice um but more importantly make sure you all go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your official chair shot t-shirts again we've got something for everybody you're not doing shit i know that you got a bunch of if you're like me you got a goddamn mountain of Amazon boxes piled up in front of your front door to the point where it's hard to even get out the front door. So while you're online shopping, 
Go ahead and go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Show some love to your favorite website for pro wrestling news, reviews, and analysis with attitudes. Shout out to Bandwagon Nerds, too. I got to get back on that show uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, Mr. Belaz, where can they find you, sir? Other than picking corn out your beard. Or or different pharmaceuticals or whatever you may happen to need. I have it hidden somewhere in the menagerie that is my beard. Here's an, here's an entire stock. It's known as maize. Exactly. And and within the beard is maize. also that, that, that ticket counter thing that you get at the deli from maize. supermarkets. So I'll, I'll just maize. make sure to keep a counter on my forehead. But yeah, you can find me on the Twitter at IWC Warchief. And writing different articles and review shows for thechairshot.com. So, yeah, let, let, let's have fun with that. Let, let, let's all give some love to the Chair Shot, Chair Shot Radio Network. And remember why we're here and remember that brand that brought us all together. Anything else anybody just feels compelled to say before we get up out of here? I'll take that as a no. Listen, folks, obviously, man, we've got to find a way to get back to some semblance of normalcy. States around the country are starting to slowly but surely open things back up and try to get back to some sort of semblance of normal life. All I can say to everybody out there is just be smart, be safe. I know we got to get back to normalcy. Because if this economy tanks, we're going to be out here like the Hunger Games. And we all, I think we all get a taste of that. Just be smart. Be safe. Make smart decisions. We love you guys from the bottom of our heart and the gals too. Anywho, thanks for tuning in to this edition of Potter's War. I promise we'll be better next week. And until that time, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yo, it's actually uh, like... A nurse Appreciation Day or some shit like that. So shout out to all the nurses out there, all the doctors, all the first responders, all the frontline people that have to be out in this melon farmer, man. Y'all deserve some props, and I had to give y'all some. No, PC Tunny, you sell baby strollers. I love you, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, for the commissioner, PC Tunny, for Andrew Snowflake Blaz, I'm Christopher Platt. Thank you guys for tuning in. We love you. Until next time, shalom. Hit it, Carly.
I wasn't quite sure what to grab or what to do or, or how to kind of bridge into this subject. And I know you guys wanted to touch on this, but when you think of NFL and you think of the greatest NFL minds and the people that actually coached the game and made the game what it was, you think about Don Shula who passed away. Possibly, you know, we, we live in the era of Bill Belichick, but Don Shula was Bill Belichick before Bill Belichick. The guy coached for 33 years. He won three Super Bowls. He won six AFC championships. He had two losing seasons. He had two losing seasons in 33 years in the NFL. That's amazing. I mean, you know, the Mount Rushmore thing, it's, you know, it's a sexy thing and it's it's probably overused at this point. But I mean, if we were going to give the Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches, I mean, Belichick's got to be up there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Bill Walsh, his influence, he's got to be up there. Yeah. Vince Lombardi has to be up there. And Don Shula, he's got to be right there with him. I mean, the only guy to complete an undefeated NFL season. The most amazing stat was one that I I didn't even realize that two losing seasons in 33 years, that's phenomenal. I I mean, quite frankly, and yeah, he's a, he's an icon and, you know, the only guy to coach uh, Johnny Unitas and Dan Marino. Yeah. And Bob Greasy. And Bob, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) He he gets his own kind of specialty because of the undefeated season. Like, you know, we got we got the Zonka, we got the Mercury Morris, we got the Bob Gracie. You got you kind of got to give him a little bit of a rub because of those what four years where they went to three Super Bowls or however that worked exactly. It's it's a little foggy because that was the seventies and that was before my time, but like. Shula, as you said, was the Belichick before Belichick. And even Belichick, I don't think, can claim only having two losing seasons to his name because he was a Browns coach for Watch a while. The mouth. Oh, 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 I forgot we had a Browns fan here. Oh, I'm sorry, because they, they did so good in the mid-90s. Yeah, that's why the team moved and relocated and dis- dissipated. Yeah. Anyway, so... Let's beat the Patriots. There's hey. that. With a your last birdie. your last playoff appearance came from Kelly Holcomb. Kelly fucking Holcomb. Does anybody remember that aside from the three of us here and people on ESPN who are paid to remember? They don't count. <laughs> I'm sorry, Buccaneers fan. What the fuck? Hey, we got a ring. We got a ring. We we may start at 0 26 and we may be the losingest franchise in the history of the NFL, but we got a ring. And we're one for one. So it's not even one for two. We're, we're not even over two like the Falcons. The Falcons boosted ass. They're over two. They can't even fucking win one. And they're, they're a more winning franchise than we are. But at least we got one. So I'm okay with that. Just give us your Don Shula eulogies. We can get up out of here. Don Shula's fantastic. I, I, I love listening to all of his shit. All, all the, 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 the Don, the Dan Marino stuff and it's anything from it's such good shit that like Don Shula even afterwards was such a good interview where he him and Zonka and Mercury Morris and, and the the no name defense with like Mercury uh, Manny Fernandez and stuff like that they're just so fun to listen to because they just don't give a fuck like they're just like we pop bottles and we're, we're, we were just that good they tried to fucking kick a field goal just so it was 17 and 0 to 
make a point. And of course, uh, what was that? Garo Upremium was that the fucking kicker for the Dolphins at that time? And his boosted ass misses it, and then fucking tries to throw and looks like a little girl trying to fuck on throw a frisbee. <laughs> and it's just like it was—it's the fucking worst thing in the world, but it's amazing at the same time. So Shula is a legend because of not only because of his coaching prowess, but because of how humble and how inviting and how funny he was when he talked about it afterwards. He was a legit dude. Like anytime they sat him down for an interview, it was just fun to pick his brain and hear him talk about anywhere from United's to Marino to Bob Greasy to any of them. And he, he was just a dude. And it's nice to know he was still realistic like that regardless of the fact that he was such an elite coach. That was surprisingly well said. Tony, do you have anything to add? I can't believe how big of a Shula mark uh, Andrew is. (laughs) (laughs) And believe it or not, I fucking hate Marino. So that that says something within itself. (laughs) Yo, man, R.I.P. Don Shula. Yeah, Shula's awesome, man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.